It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, we're taking a trip to the Orient. We're going to have some fun with a little dragon and maybe just jam out with some rapping Ronald Reagan. Because for show number 125 for the week of November 19th, 2015, we have none other than Mark Mosley stopping in here at the show. Now, Mark Mosley is a stand-up comedian, also a voice actor, and a celebrity impersonator who's done such celebrity impersonations as Eddie Murphy, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and... And many others. And Mark is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. What it's like being Arnold Schwarzenegger, the 1986 hit that he had, Rappin' Ronald Reagan, which you heard on The Simpsons and many other shows as well. And what is it like being Mushu from Disney's Mulan from Mulan 2, House of Mouse, and everything else that Mushu is part of, other than that first film, taking over that role for Eddie Murphy as the one and only Mushu. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have questions and he has the answers. And Aaron is going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. We also have Nathan, who's taking a trip back with This Week in Disney History. And we have Paige, bringing you another magical music review with all those tunes that are the songbook of your life. And let's not forget the cutting edge of technology, as we have Randy back with Disney Multimedia. There's all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire, from Walt Disney World, Monorails, Disneyland, Star Wars, uh, Frozen 2, Pixar movies, Inside Out, and so much more. So before I jump into this week's show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members and spending on what else? All those fantastic souvenirs, maybe hanging out at the new Disney Springs, you name it, you can do it, and you can save up to 60% off the next Walt Disney World vacation from dvc-rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's officially get this show rolling because we have Mark Mosley waiting in the wings, like I said, taking over that role of Mushu. You also know him as many of the incarnations of Donkey from Shrek and all kinds of fun. So let's officially kick off show number 125 for the week of November 19th, 2015. And remember... Be true to your heart, dear. True to your heart, you must be true to your heart. Cause when my hands will part, and baby shower you with mine.
Announcement to make. Hold on to your ectoplasm now. Mulan's getting married. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Simmer down. I know just how you feel, but time is a waste of people, so let's move, move, move. The theme is pink. I want to see pink flowers, pink ribbons, pink bows. I'm not talking about salmon. Don't show me no blush. I mean pink as a freshly snapped newborn's behind. How about a pink slip? Excuse me? Don't nobody want to see your drawers, Brunilda. Actually, she meant this. Hey, this looks like a for real pink slip. You know, like a, <laughs> you're a fired pink slip. Oh, it is. Say what? <laughs> the pink slip is for you. It is written, once a woman marries, her husband's ancestors take over the duty of guardianship. <laughs> no, no, no. Your scroll must have a typo. That, that can't be. Oh, but it is. You're out of a job. Out of a pedestal and out of our hair. Fool. Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't going out like this. It took me 500 years to get this pedestal back, and I ain't about to give it up. Hear me, you lazy lounge lizard. The moment Fabulan is married, you've got your old job back. Remember gong duty. Perhaps this will ring a bell. Mushu's <laughs> <laughs> on his way out. Mushu's on his way out. Mushu's on his way out. Mushu's on his way out. Hey, this is Mark Mosley, but you may know me as Disney's voice of Mushu the Dragon. 
and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Good morning, Professor. What are you doing today? I'll try one more experiment, then I've got to have it made. I'll activate the rheostat 2000 centigrade. I'll integrate component H, accelerate the phase. Now it's time to throw the switch 10 million gamma rays. Two million? Four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? I found it! He's found it! The professor? Yes? What is it? What is it? Yes, what is it? Why, it's Flubber! Flubber? It's a dream unfurled. Uh-huh. Flubber! We'll get you out of this world. It's the greatest. The greatest. It's a boon to man. If nothing else would do it. Ha <laughs> ha, Flubber can. Flubber makes you fly. Flubber makes you flip. Flubber makes you feel like a human rocket ship. Flubber makes you leap and bounce and more. It gives you a lift <laughs> like you've never had before. <laughs> I found it. It's a dream unfurled. Flubber. Flubber. We'll get you out of this world. It's the greatest. Ooh. It's a boon uh, to man. If nothing else will do it. Well, Flubber can. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 125 for the week of November 19th, 2015, as we are gearing up for all kinds of fun, a little dragon, a donkey, and even some rapping Ronald Reagan, as we have none other than Mark Mosley stopping in here very soon. We also have the D-team with Aaron, Nathan, Page, and Randy all stopping in with their signature segments and so much fun hot off the D-wire. It is a fun, fun time, and we're gearing up for our Thanksgiving show next week here at Disney On Demand, so lots of fun on the horizon. Now, before I jump into news hot off the D-Wire and officially get this show rolling, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash 
slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more just by searching Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always get the latest shows right there on your mobile device and more just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device and much more just by subscribing through iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Just search Disney Blue, Disney On Demand, or Diz Radio, all of which will help you find our quirky, fun, unique little show. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's just jump into news hot off the D-wire, and there is a ton of it. And first off, let's jump into news hot off the D-wire from ourselves here at the show. Now, if you're not familiar, at btmpodcast.com, we've been part of a podcast bracket competition. And right now, if you go back to last Monday's show, you will find our latest in the wit round. And you want to hear me be a little more outrageous and fun? Definitely check it out at btmpodcast.com. Now, pushing along in real news... How about Walt Disney Records, the Legacy Collection, the box set is now available. Yes, one of the year's most acclaimed series of the special edition albums, the long-awaited 12-album, 28-disc collector's box set of Walt Disney Records, the Legacy Collection, is now available as of this week. Now, the individual albums celebrate the anniversaries of Disney's most cherished and classic films that have been enchanting audiences for generation upon generation. Something we love here at the show, right? Your lifetime of Disney. Now, the CD series combines great songs, background scores, rare recordings from over a half a century of animation classics, plus Disneyland Park itself. Now, in addition to the remastered tracks, each album in Walt Disney Records' The Legacy Collection box set comes in its own hardbook filled art cover book with treasures, exclusive essays, new illustrations, and much more. Now, there is a ton of great albums for this, and Paige from our D-Team has been covering many of these from the Legacy Collection in the Magical Music Review. Now, the 28-disc set contains over 130 songs, 270 instrumentals, 75 lost chords, and more deleted scenes, all totaling over 25 hours of listening pleasure for all ages. Now, some of the albums that have been released, or I might as well just say all of them since there's only 12, The Lion King, Mary Poppins, Sleeping Beauty, The Little Mermaid, Fantasia, Pinocchio, Cinderella, Toy Story, Pocahontas, Lady and the Tramp, The Aristocats, Disneyland, and that is just touching upon Disney's catalog, but those are all the ones you're going to find in this collector's box set. Now, there's a lot of great things, and the release of this box set is the first time such a massive body of music and visual masterworks have been contained in a single package from Walt Disney Records. Now, if you want to find out more about this or if you want to purchase it, you can visit DisneyMusicEmporium.com. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and many other places. Just definitely check them out, DisneyMusicEmporium.com, and... Come on, you want to add these to your collection. Now, pushing right along here, how about something into Disney donating money, as we all know that they love to do in charities and so many works that is important into keeping humanitarianism alive and much, much more. Now, how about Disney donating $1.5 million to Feeding America to help inspire healthier generations and to promote a nationwide access to more nutritious foods? Now, Feeding America, the nation's leading hunger relief organization, is saluting the Walt Disney Company for its $1.5 
$1.5 million donation, the vast majority of which will provide grants to over 60 food banks across the nation to expand their local fresh produce, sourcing, and distribution programs. Now, the donation will be announced on ABC's The Chew this week, and I'm sure it may have already aired. I'm not positive on that. Sorry about that being a little bit late in news. But the ABC Daytime series is also going to feature a segment about teenager Katie Stalagano, who founded Katie's Crops, a youth-based garden initiative. Now, during this segment, Katie is going to talk about how her childhood dream of helping the hungry has grown into 83 vegetable gardens tended by youth across the country, producing food for underserved children and families. Now, Disney's support will help strengthen the local produce sourcing programs and Feeding America member food banks from across the country. Now, increasing access to nutritious foods and engaging audiences to take action is part of Disney's Magic of Healthy Living long-standing commitment campaign that they have been pushing continuously. Now, Disney's support of Feeding America helps the organization serve more than 12 million children every single year. Now, in addition, Disney and ABC developed a TV special spot to inspire communities to envision a future where kids and families have access to nutritious food from all ages, all working classes, and more. Now, many of these are airing all throughout November and December on Disney Channel, Disney XD, ABC, and ABC Family, encouraging supporters to share their joy through single acts of kindness and how it can change the world. Now, as the CEO of Feeding America has released, we are delighted that Disney is deepening its commitment to support Feeding America by helping to bring much-needed fresh fruits and vegetables to people facing hunger throughout our nation. Together, along with the public support, our food bank network will be able to supply additional healthy fresh produce to help nourish kids and families in need. Now, if you want to find out more information about this, definitely check it out at your local Feeding America food bank, as well as feedingamerica.org slash beinspired. And it is a great campaign and really helping people out, especially through these hard times, the holidays and the colder weather. Now, pushing along here, let's get into a galaxy far, far away. Yes more Star Wars. If we haven't been bombarded with Star Wars enough yet, how about the Force Awakens fashion world with the new charity initiative? Yes, since we're already talking about charity with Feeding America, how about the Force Awakens and charity? And in celebration of Lucasfilm's highly anticipated film, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Disney Consumer Products and Bloomingdale's are joining forces with the illustrious group of designers in a new fashion meets fundraising initiative called Force for Fashion. Of course, with the number four. Now, taking inspiration from the film's costume designer, Michael Kaplan, fashion favorites Cynthia Rowley and many others are going to be part of an opening ceremony where they're going to have a variety of different outfits that are going to be auctioned off for charity that pays homage to the classic characters in this film. Now, this collaboration celebrates the distinctive synergy between film and fashion in the run-up to an exceptional moment in Disney history and pop culture. We're excited to see how this incredible lineup of designers interprets Star Wars characters in unique ways as well as to raise money for a great cause, said Leslie Ferraro, co-chair of Disney Consumer Products and Interactive Media and president of Disney Consumer Products. Now, the designer's looks will be revealed at Force for Fashion launch event presented by K-Jewelers in New York City on December 2nd before going on display in Bloomingdale's in New York City in the flagship store windows following the day after. Now, outfits will be auctioned off on December 2nd through the 18th by Bloomingdale's on CharityBuzz.com with all the proceeds benefiting the holiday charity partner, Child Mind Institute on behalf of Star Wars Force for Change, now a charitable initiative that empowers people to make a positive impact around the world. 
Now additionally, Michael Kaplan has designed three limited edition little brown bag reusable totes only available for purchase at Bloomingdale's during the holiday season starting just before Thanksgiving, which is next week. Now the Star Wars themed totes will be merchandised in pop-up shows and various Star Wars inspired merchandise. Now as they officially release Bloomingdale's Senior Vice President, Bloomingdale's is thrilled to join forces with such a historic yet continually groundbreaking film. We are excited to fuse fashion and pop culture and raise awareness and funds our long-term partner of Child Mind Institute. Now, if you want to find out more about this, you can definitely check it out at Bloomingdale's, also StarWars.com, and StarWarsFashion.London as well. Now, pushing right along here, let's get into how about some Disney Channel and very popular Disney Channel things, and how about Jennifer Veal joining Disney's Descendants Wicked World? Now, Jennifer Veal just made a big announcement, and that's because she is joining Disney's Descendants Wicked World TV show as the character Allie, based on Disney's character Alice in Wonderland. Now you'll be able to see her in Wicked World, and as she is released, I am so happy to announce that my character Allie will be joining Disney's Descendants Wicked World on November 20th, and I couldn't be more excited. Now beyond that, she is also going to join the cast of Descendants 2, the sequel movie that is going to debut coming in 2016 or 17 as the real-life Allie right there as well. Now, since we are talking about Disney Channel and all those kind of fun things, let's get into something we love where we merge classics with modern day. And how about The Lion Guard? Yes, Return of the Roar is coming. We've talked about this one in the past, and Simba and the gang are back with a continuation of The Lion King story on Disney's new TV movie, The Lion Guard, Return of the Roar. Now, in the movie, Simba and Nala introduce their second-born, Keon, who is given an important responsibility to assemble a lion guard to protect and defend Pride Lands and the Circle of Life. Now, Simba is being voiced by Rob Lowe, of course, not the original person who voiced Simba, as we all know, but he criticizes young Keon for choosing a group of his animal friends for the guard rather than all lions, as the guards have been traditionally always been. Now, there are several messages featured throughout the animated film regarding fighting between siblings, diversity, embracing change, and many other things. Now, this is premiering on Sunday, November 22nd on Disney Channel, coming up this Sunday, so you can get ready for The Lion Guard, Return of the Roar. And, of course, this goes beyond just, you know, a standard Lion King kind of movie because it is covering many social aspects about, you know, everyone merging together, difference of change. Of course, things have been traditionally all lions. It's all the animals embracing people. It can be seen in so many different ways. Now, since we are on Disney Channel, let's keep on with Disney Channel and let's talk about some Disney Channel stars. And how about the Disney star collaborating with Sherry Hill on, on a prom collection? Now, designer Sherry Hill, whose business was based in Norman before reaching Austin, Texas, has teamed up with Laura Morano, star of television's Austin and Alley, for the prom of 2016 collection. Now, the Laura Morano collection by Sherry Hill is inspired by the young star's personal style and her prom-going experiences. She attended her junior and senior proms, a friend's senior prom, and a prom on the set of Disney Channel's Austin and Alley, so she knows a little something about proms. Now, the upcoming prom line will also include Hill's signature style that has become so appealing to a contemporary young woman today. Not that I'm a young woman, but I'll take their word on that one. Now, she and Murano collaborated on looks that are not only fashion-forward, but also wearable. Now, as she has released, Laura was so much fun to work with. With the adorable selfies she snapped on the day of the photo shoot, she really made the dresses come to life. I'm excited to see and showcase her well-curated collaboration to both fashion world people as well as aspiring teenage girls who look up to her as a role model. 
Now, although it's only a few months off, Hill and Murano will be part of TLC's Say Yes to the Prom. Now, Hill will donate dresses and Murano will host them on the show that will be airing in March 30th in Miami. Now, Murano is latest seen to work with Hill, who has also collaborated with Sadie Robertson and Bella Thorne previously. Now, these are some great collaborations and more, and Hill's prom and pageant gowns have been sought after since the mid-1990s. She has also become the designer for many actresses and performers, including Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert, Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, Bella Thorne, and many others. Now, one more thing, since we are on Disney Channel and Disney Channel stars, let's just Keep going ahead here with that. And how about Girl Meets World Season 2? Episode 25 is going to welcome in 2016. Yes, Riley and Maya and the rest of their family and friends are going to welcome in the new year with a bang in an upcoming episode of Disney series Girl Meets World. Now, according to many press releases, the last episode to air in 2015, which is aptly titled Girl Meets the New Year, will feature an advanced celebration for the gang. Now, fans are going to have to wait, however, as it is scheduled to air on December 4th. Now, Disney is also being very quiet about the plot lines in store for this episode, but luckily, Rowan Blanchard, who plays Riley, interviewed with TV Line and gave hints as what to expect. She said that Riley and Maya's friendship would mature as they move into high school, as well as their new experiences that they're about to face, including dating. Now, the official release so far that they have said is the finale is very interesting. It's about the legacy that we all want to leave behind in middle school. Not only what you're physically going to leave behind, but also your thoughts and the things you associate with middle school. Both know what high school is going to bring, take the relationships to a new level, and dating is soon to happen. This is going to put everybody in an awkward situation. Now, this is going to air, as I mentioned, on December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So get ready as they're going to welcome in the new year and, of course, move on into high school. Now, shifting there, let's get into the Disney parks. And why don't we get into something that's going to be a little more fun here and a little more on a positive note. And how about here in my home state of Wisconsin and Eau Claire? Yes, Walt Disney once said that a dream is a wish your heart makes. And now a local seven-year-old girl from Eau Claire, Wisconsin is going to see hers come true. Now, Madeline will be taking a trip to Walt Disney World with her family next month, all thanks to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Now, Madeline is living with stage four Wilms disease, a rare cancer that is found in children. Now, Make-A-Wish Foundation granted Madeline's wish this last Wednesday, and she celebrated with a pizza party with her family. They're going to be heading to the happiest place on earth next month, and what better time? The Christmas season, the lights, the parade, the very merry Christmas celebration, so much fun. I love hearing stories like this because in the end, it's all about those smiles and the children and just making it all come true. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins of the D-team. I still have more news hot off the D-wire, so I will get to that very soon here. But one last thing here in news, how about Mickey Mouse? Happy birthday, Big Mickey, 87 years old, and you have touched all of our lives. So before I release the reins of the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And spend it on what else? All of those fantastic Christmas presents from Disney World that you want to give out to your family. So definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, you have questions, he has answers. Aaron is going to stop in, dip his hand in the virtual mailbag with I Want to Know. We also have Nathan with This Week in Disney History and so many other things on the horizon with Paige, Magical Music Review, and Randy with Disney Multimedia as we all gear up for the one and only Mooshu. Yes, Mark Mosley is going to be stopping in here very shortly as well. 
So with that, I'm going to release the reins to the D team. And Mickey, thank you once again for 87 magical years. Not that I was alive for all of them. But thank you, Mickey. Happy, happy birthday. Like silly, and Mickey Mouse was the star. When he swaggered in with his big wide grin, I knew that he'd go far. Big feet flapping, got me clapping. I love that Mickey so. That long tailed, big eared, strutting showman really stole the show. Friendly Pluto barked away, and Mickey was his pal. Donald and Goofy drove him crazy, but Minnie was his gal. Rescued Minnie time after time, a hero through and through. Whatever the danger, he always came running when Minnie called you. I grew up on Mickey Mouse, and Mickey grew on me. Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Happy anniversary. Mickey Mouse, he's the one, the leader of the gang. Think of all the laughs we had and all the songs we them all with a flair clerk or conductor or hollywood star he left his mark everywhere dancing and romping running and stomping i watched him when he played with minnie and donald goofy and pluto and disney on parade i grew up on mickey mouse mickey grew on me happy birthday mickey mouse happy anniversary And their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Dateline Disney. Is it possible to improve a comedy classic? Disney Studios said yes, and they proved it in this all-new hilarious revival of The Absent-Minded Professor. More than 25 years after the release of the original film, which starred Fred McMurray, The Absent-Minded Professor is back with a new look and a new cast that includes Harry Anderson. It's a story of an eager scientist whose discoveries lead him to new heights of hilarity. This thing isn't bouncing lower. 
bouncing higher. What do I call it? Lime. Rubber. Flubber. It's good old-fashioned fun when Harry Anderson and Mary Page Keller star in the zany comedy, The Absent-Minded Professor, on NBC's Magical World of Disney, Sunday, May 21st. Hey, this is Luke Edwards from Newsies, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Trees here in Arkansas are in full color right now. Such a pretty time of year. Well, I guess as long as you don't have to rake up all them leaves. Well, I hope everyone's enjoying fall in their neck of the woods. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Jackie Dressner of Detroit, Michigan, and she writes, Aaron and I want to know... I love fall in the parks. It is just an amazing time, even though now it's Christmas. My question is about Fort Wilderness campgrounds. When were the campgrounds started? Are they often popular to stay at? And what activities, food, or shows do they have there? Thanks a ton. I just think it would be fantastic to camp at Disney World. Oh, also, do they do anything for the holidays as well? Well, I love this area of Walt Disney World. I think it'd be a lot of fun to camp there too sometime. Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground officially opened on December 19, 1971. There are 800 campsites and 409 cabins. The resort hosts two dinner shows, the Hoopty Doo Musical Review and Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. A buffet at the Trails Inn Restaurant is also among the resort's dining options. I've been to all of these, and I highly re- recommend all of them. There's also Crockett's Tavern that features adult beverages and snacks such as pizza and nachos. They also have two trading posts, the Settlement Trading Post and the Meadow Trading Post for souvenirs, camping supplies, and food. The resort features playgrounds and two heated swimming pools. Other activities include fishing and horseback riding. A 2.3-mile paved and sand exercise trail extends from the Pony Farm to the Wilderness Lodge. They also provide canoes, kayaks, bikes, and tennis rackets to rent at the bike barn. You can make reservations to be taught archery and go horseback riding. The campground also features campfire sing-alongs with Chip and Dale. The characters sign autographs and pose for pictures. Two fire pits are available for roasting marshmallows and making s'mores. Following the sing-along, a Disney's children movie is shown on an outdoor screen. Also at night, the electrical water pageant passes the beach and marina. It's not really an attraction, but I always thought it'd be fun to rent one of the golf carts to explore around the resort. During the Christmas season, they have site decorating contests. Campers decorate their campsites for the holidays. From what I hear, it's pretty awesome to see what people come up with. The resort, the resort also offers sleigh rides. You're taken on a 25-minute ride through the forest and parts of the resort on a red sleigh decorating garland and holiday lights. As far as popularity, the resort seems to stay fairly busy most of the time. And I'm sure attendance is good, otherwise Disney would have changed it years ago. But it's definitely a place I need to stay one of these years. 
Our next question is from Jeffrey Jenkins, and he writes, Diz Radio, great show, and just found you from the Battle of the Podcast thing going on. I was thinking about some of the older Disney movies and shows. Now, I know Absent Minded Professor was made twice with McMurray and also Williams. But if memory serves me correct, then they do it again for A Wonderful World of Disney or a Disney Sunday movie with Harry Anderson. I'm having a hard time finding it, but I'm almost certain it did exist. Thank you for the help in my quest to bounce. Well, you are correct. The Absent-Minded Professor was released on November 27, 1988 on Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, Season 33, Episode 5. The movie also featured other actors such as David Paymere, James Noble, and Ed Bagley Jr. I've always loved the story of the absent-minded professor. Well, our final question this week is from Yvette of Minnesota, and she writes, Diz Radio's Aaron, my question is about Mushu at the Disney Parks. I think this is good timing since last show Jonathan said a little dragon was a guest coming up. Was there ever a time to meet him at the parks? When? And does he appear in any parades? I personally love Mushu, but find it hard to find him. Well, if you love Mushu, you will love our special guest this week. Mushu is one of those hard-to-find Disney characters. He used to appear in the Drawn to Animation presentation inside the Magic of Disney Animation at the studios. Mushu appears in the Floating Bubble montage in Fantasmic. He sometimes appears beside Stitch during the finale. Mushu and Mulan appear in the Asian section of It's a Small World in the Kite Flying area. He will sometimes appear with Mulan in China, but it's not on a regular basis and seems to be extremely rare anymore. He used to appear in Epcot on the Character Vacation Bus, but that was over 10 years ago. He used to be seen at Animal Kingdom in Dinoland Dance-a-Palooza, and he's been rumored to randomly appear at the studios by the Tower of Terror. It's hard to say when some of these forgotten characters will appear, but all we can do is keep an eye out for them and hope to get lucky. Maybe the parks will do another Long Lost Friends week. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Slow down and get away from it all in a place where the great outdoors take center stage. This is Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. This outdoor lover's paradise is located in the Magic Kingdom Resort area of Walt Disney World Resort. Even though you'll feel like you're far, far away, the truth is you're pretty close to the magic. With a water taxi from Magic Kingdom, it's easy to head back to the resort for some outdoor fun. The Meadow Swimming Pool has a corkscrew water slide and a kid's water play area. 
while the Tri-Circle D Ranch offers a variety of trail rides through the beautiful wilderness. Or maybe head out on the water for a day of canoeing, boating, and fishing. You can even slow things down with a bike ride on a quiet nature trail. After your day of adventure, head back into the woods to a campsite able to accommodate everything from tents to luxury RVs. Or enjoy a quaint cabin complete with a full kitchen, perfect for larger parties. Hungry for more? You have lots of choices, like the Hoop-dee-doo Musical Review, a hilarious high-spirited hoot nanny, paired with a finger-licking countrified feast the whole family will enjoy. Or Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. Dance with Mickey, Minnie, and friends at this foot-stomping buffet. Later, gather up the family for Chip and Dale's campfire sing-along. You can even enjoy the Magic Kingdom fireworks and the electrical water pageant every night from the White Sand Beach along Bay Lake. Explore the great outdoors in a new way in the magic that is Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Ryan Lambert from Monster Squad and Kids Incorporated, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. I really, really wish we were at Disney World. Me too. Can you wish a little harder? 
Welcome to our magical tour of the world's number one family vacation destination, Walt Disney World. It's 46 square miles of Disney fun in Central Florida, where the sun smiles down year-round. You're about to explore the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the Disney MGM Studios. Dive into our incredible water parks. Discover our wonderful world of beaches, recreation, and entertainment. Plus, check into our vast selection of Disney resorts that cater to every fantasy and pocketbook. There's a world of excitement here for every member of your family, and you can pick and choose what you want to see and do as you go. This family planning video is the start of your vacation dream come true. Describing all of Walt Disney World is a big, big challenge. The people who do it best are our guests, people like you from all over the world. Moms, dads, and kids who are here enjoying the vacation of their dreams and making magical memories that will last a lifetime. The magic in Disney World, anything's possible here. Let's go first to the Magic Kingdom. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I am Nathan, and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio History with show number 90 from November 2014, featuring Greg Benson of YouTube fame. Greg is the owner of Mediocre Films, a comedian, and might have jumped out in popularity with you over some famous YouTube videos of him cell phone crashing people at Disneyland and other various places. Check him out in this throwback episode for some good laughs and a look into his life. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we begin in 1872 with legendary stage actress Lucille Laverne, the voice of both the Wicked Queen and her alter ego in Disney's 1937 classic Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, being born in Tennessee. Moving on to 1886, comedic star Ed Wynn, the voice of the Mad Hatter in Disney's 1951 Alice in Wonderland, is born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In 1943, character actor and playwright Wallace Shawn, the voice of Rex, the green dinosaur in all three Toy Story films, is born in New York City. In 1955, actress Karen Daltris, who played Jane Banks in Disney's 64 Mary Poppins, is born in the UK. In 1957, Disney stock is first listed on the New York Stock Exchange. In 1964, Disney legend Jimmy Dodd, best known as the MC of the popular 50s Disney TV series, The Mickey Mouse Club, as well as the writer of the well-known theme song The Mickey Mouse Club March, passes away at the age of 54 in Honolulu, Hawaii. In 1973, Disney's 21st animated feature film, Robin Hood, is released in theaters. In 1987, Vice President of Walt Disney World since 1977 and Disney legend Bob Allen passes away. He began first working for Disney in 1955 as a ride operator at Disneyland. In 1988, Ernest Saves Christmas, a touchstone picture comedy film featured and directed by John R. Cherry III and starring Jim Varney is released. In 1994, Disneyland closes its turnstiles at the end of this day on one of its oldest and most popular attractions, the Skyway, a gondola lift attraction. In 2000, Phantom of the Megaplex, a Disney Channel original movie, first airs. In 2011, the world premiere of The Muppets takes place at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, California. The first Muppets theatrical lease in 12 years, as well as the first Disney-produced one, is since 1996's Muppet Treasure Island. 
And we end this week in Disney history, D-Heads, with 2013, when Thor The Dark World is officially released in theaters. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free, as always, to email me at nathan at dizradio.com. As always, guys, have a great week, and see you real soon. ever bend the rule? And, uh, speaking of bending rules... You know, relationships are easy when everything runs nice and smooth. Oh, but...
Nice and smooth, just ran out of camp. What? Say, did you know that almonds, rice, and milk are part of a complete breakfast? Mooshu! I'm just trying to tell you the princesses went AWOL, that's all. Where are the guards? Uh, showing them the way. They're together? Mm-hmm. Together, together? Don't you understand Chinese? <laughs> hey, what about old Shanghai? I think I better handle this one on my own. Shang's on a short fuse as it is. Just make sure nothing wakes him up. <laughs> you can count on me. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. Okay. All right, all of you D-heads, I am back, and thank you, Aaron, once again for stopping in and all the D-team for their signature segments. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. Remember to connect up with us. They don't bite. They want to connect up with you, and you can be part of our version of your lifetime of Disney. So definitely connect up with them. So the show is continuing to go on. We have lots of fun in the wings, lots of things, as we have Mark Mosley. Rappin' Ronnie Reagan, Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonator, Mushu, Donkey, and so much more is going to be stopping in here very shortly. So let's just jump back into news. Hot off the D-wire. There's not much more here, but let's get it out the door for all of you D-heads. And how about an all-new Big Water Park Resort is planned near Disney World. That's right. Great Wolf Resorts, a Wisconsin-based water park resort chain, is planning an all-new resort near the Walt Disney World Resort in its first resort in Florida. Now, plans call for an 800-unit hotel on 50 acres just across Interstate 4 from Disney Springs. Now, the zoning on the property allows up to 1,400 hotel and timeshare units. Now, the company told Orange County officials that it is in negotiations to inquire the property altogether. Now, as they have released, Susan Story, communications director of Great Wolf, said, Great Wolf Resorts is always interested in expanding and bringing our unique indoor water park resorts to new markets. We are currently reviewing several viable options across the country, and Orlando remains an open option. Now, Great Wolf Resort is fun. I've attended it many times as there's one about an hour from our house here, so we definitely love checking it out. But Great Wolf Resorts has 14 locations, mostly in colder climates where indoor water parks are big business. But the company may be planning an indoor-outdoor water park with its Florida location. Now, if you want to find out more about this and about Great Wolf, definitely check them out at Great Wolf Lodge, Great Wolf Resorts, and many other places. And most of the nights are about 200 to 439 a night, depending on which kind of room you're going to stay in. Now, getting back into the Disney parks, how about a Disney monorail damaged in a crash with a tow vehicle? Yes, it was hot all over the news the last couple of days, so I'm going to keep my version of it a little condensed. And a mechanical issue led to a monorail crash at Walt Disney World on Wednesday, park officials have stated. Now, a Disney representative said the monorail struck a tow vehicle during a late afternoon between the Contemporary Resort and the Transportation and Ticket Center. Now, the representative said the monorail was being towed at the time of the crash, so there were no passengers on there, no guests, and the force was strong enough to break the front window of the train. Now, no guests, as I said, were there, and the monorail service was suspended after the crash, but we did resume on Wednesday night. So, nothing crazy. Everyone said, oh, monorail crash. Oh, no, what happened? But it really is nothing too dangerous. 
Now, getting back to birthdays, we already talked about Mickey Mouse here, and I gave you a little hint to that, but how about the Walt Disney birthplace celebrating Walt Disney's 114th birthday? Now, in honor of Walt Disney's 114th birthday on December 5th, the Walt Disney birthplace has planned four Chicago-based events to celebrate the Disney family and its place in Chicago history. Now, the events begin on Saturday, December 5th at the Walt Disney birthplace, the modest two-story cottage that was designed and hand-built by Walt's parents, Elias and Flora, in 1839. Now, Elias had moved his family to Chicago to help build the World's Columbian Exposition, which opened that year. Now, Roy was born in the home in 1893, followed by Walt in 1901 and their little sister Ruth in 1903. Now, on Sunday, December 6th, Ozell Soda, a Victorian-era soda company that was started by Elias Disney in Chicago, will co-host a launch event at Rocket Fizz St. Charles. Now, as a teenager, Walt himself worked in the factory, and today Ozell Soda Company has been relaunched to help fund the restoration and birthplace in support of the nonprofit that is established to celebrate Walt Disney's official birthplace. Now, they are going to have a lot of things going on. One of them is also going to have Floyd Norman, who you all know is an acclaimed Disney animator. He's worked on a variety of different things from Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, Robin Hood, Jungle Book, Sword in the Stone, and many other things. Now, there is a ton of stuff going on at this event. If you want to find out more about it, definitely check out waltzbirthday.eventzilla.net and also ozellwdb.eventzilla.net as well. Now, moving away from Walt Disney's birthplace and going into the future, how about Epcot taking out Captain EO and replacing it with a Pixar attraction? Yes, if you're a fan of the 3D Michael Jackson movie, Captain EO, as we all loved, I also loved Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, time is running out to see it at the Walt Disney World Epcot Park. Now, the musical sci-fi movie, which was directed by Francis Ford Coppola and produced by George Lucas, is going to be replaced by short films by the Pixar Computer Animation Studio, the park officially said on its blog. Now, the Disney Pixar Short Film Festival will feature three short films presented in a 4D experience, meaning the presentation will be 3D with many special effects. Now, the last day for Captain EO will be December 6th. Now, Captain EO did return to the park in 2010 after a 14-year hiatus in tribute to Michael Jackson, who died in 2009. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here once again. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to get back in here, get things going for a little dragon, end out news, keep this one kind of short. But we're going to get ready as we have Mooshu, rapping Ronnie Reagan, the comedian, Mark Mosley, stopping in here very, very shortly. So, let's keep the show going. Show number 125 for the week of November 19th, 2015. All kinds of fun. I am excited. Mark Mosley, we still have Paige with the Magical Music Review, Randy, and so much more. So, all VD heads, with that rambling on, I'm going to take a break here. And when I come back, I'm going to have the one and only current voice of Mooshu and so much more. Mark Mosley here with us in the studio. Be right back, all VD heads. From the Academy Award nominated motion picture, you will always remember. Courage. The honor. You have saved us all. The triumph. Now, her legacy continues. It is a privilege to meet the hero of China. Walt Disney Pictures presents Mulan 2, an all new movie. The spirits tell me Shang will propose to Mulan. <laughs> she said yes! About true love. My little baby's getting married! To share the burden, we must work together like the sun and rain. 
friendship. You're my most trusted friend. <laughs> oh, that did it. <laughs> you know dragons are very emotional. And a new mission. Orders from His Majesty the Emperor. Mongol forces are moving closer. The threat of attack is growing. You will escort three princesses to Kigong. They will marry Lord Chin's sons. That will test everything she believes in. An arranged marriage? An alliance. It's all right, Fa Mulan. It's our honor to serve the Emperor. Move out! And give her the courage to follow her heart. Your only duty is to the Emperor. But I have another duty to my heart. Mushu, what are you doing here? Hey, where did thou go? I go with girl. <laughs> Disney's Mulan 2, premiering only on Disney DVD and video, February 1st. This is going to be delicious. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are the characters that touch your life, the people behind those characters as well that help bring them to life. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to using his voice to make you laugh. You know him as a stand-up comedian from video games and so much more, including providing the current voice of Mushu in many different classics as well. We have none other than Mark Mosley here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you, Jonathan. That's a really big build-up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure you can, because somebody who, you know, does stand-up comedy, voice work, and so much more, and plays such outrageous characters like Mushu, I'm sure is going to be able to, you know, fill the void here. Like I always start here, it's a standard and a staple here at the show, and it's the one question I like to lead off with is, what got you into the career of voice acting and stand-up comedy? Well, I'll tell you, I actually started out working in radio as a kid and in my hometown. So at the age of 15, 16, I was doing like afternoon show after high school. And starting in a small town is, is if you want to get into radio, that's the way to go because they literally just throw anybody on the air. They just need warm bodies. So... um you know, uh, I started out that way, and then I guess because I was always doing voices as a kid, uh, I kind of brought that to the table as well, and I was doing voices for the radio, and I, you know, I was doing voices for, like, radio commercials, and then also on the morning show, because they're always looking for, like, funny voices and stuff like that, so that's kind of how I got my start, and then um, I worked in radio for a really long time, started doing stand-up comedy, because I wanted this I always wanted to do it, and it was another great creative outlet for doing impressions because as a stand-up comic, if you can do impressions, that's a hook right there. You don't even have to have great material if you've got good impressions. <laughs> so I did that. <laughs> that was uh, that filled a big uh, void in my life to uh, get on stage and entertain people to make people laugh and get that uh, feedback. Well, you know, and with that, you know, it's it, like you said, it's one of those things where you can build it up. And if you can do impressions, which you definitely do, it's 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 always going to make people laugh. It's going to be part of, you know, just the, I guess that that I guess it just brings the chuckles and a laugh because you're poking fun at many of these famous people out there. Now, with that and getting into, you know, voice acting and all these roles. Now, you know, you've touched base upon so many different things from, you know, the PJs, you name it. And of course, our Disney fans um, taking over the role of Mushu for, uh, you know, from Mulan. Now, how did you land that role and carry on this uh, kind of crazy 
chaotic character that Eddie Murphy originally uh, voiced? Well, the way I came to Mushu was was quite by accident. So I was doing, um, by the time uh, they started making Mulan, I was down in Florida. And by the way, Mulan was one of only a couple of feature films that they did out of the, the Florida studio. So that was, it was, I always tell people it was a kind of a fate thing where, where a bunch of different um, factors came together timing-wise to put me in the exact right place at the right time. So I'm in Florida. I'm in Miami. They're doing the movie in Orlando. One of their people involved with the production was in Miami and heard me on the radio doing Eddie Murphy. And at the time, they needed to find somebody to, that could do what they call scratch work, which is like temporary stuff, where they put it in and then Eddie Murphy would come back in later and, and, and you know, do it for real. Um, so they, so I get a call one day from my agent in Miami and they said, um, Disney wants to, to, uh, talk to you. And as it happened, my family and I had just come back from Disney World that weekend. And I said to my wife, oh, they want their towels back. And, <laughs> but it wasn't that. It was, they wanted to talk to me. They wanted to fly me up and, um, see me about, you know, doing this. So now, so, let me set the stage for you, Jonathan, because, okay, I'm a white guy. You can probably tell that from my voice, right? So the white guy walked into the studio. They had no idea who they were bringing in. They'd never met me. They'd never seen a picture of me. So this white guy walks in, and I remember going into the um, into the studio, which, by the way, the studio at the time is on the Disney MGM lot. So you're actually part of the tour when you're in that studio because above you – on a, like a second floor overlook, people can see you through the glass. So I was, I was kind of freaking out because, you know, I've, I've been a lifelong Walt Disney fan. And just to be in that room in the beginning of this journey and to say, I'm associated with Walt Disney at last on a creative and professional level. This is my dream come true. So I'm standing in the room and all of the people, the, the, the producer and the two directors are there. And they're all huddled in the other room on the other side of the glass, kind of conferring and glancing at me nervously. And because they weren't sure, like, who, who, have, do we have the right guy? Is this him? And I kind of made them sweat for a little bit. And then I, after a while, I, because the mic was live from where I was standing in that room. And I just busted out with some, uh, you know, this studio is lovely. I like it in here. This is beautiful. This is going to be fantastic. And and I just see you could see through the glass this like sigh of relief goes up, and they all kind of chuckle and they're like, "Oh, okay, yes, we brought the right guy in." <laughs> well, you know, and with that too, you know, doing something like that, and they all kind of they realize, okay, it's this guy, like you said, catching them completely off guard. Now, in carrying over that character and you know being Mushu now in so many different things from video games and you name it and also other roles from Eddie Murphy as well you know such as Donkey and the Shrek video games and that what's it like bringing Mushu to life like what is it like kind of bringing this I guess crazy character now to life that is truly yours um you know since you've carried it on since that first movie well um it's literally just you know it's kind of channeling Eddie Murphy's energy. So it's it's really his energy that you have to bring to it and not necessarily um, anything that you're, you know, you're doing the voice, but you also have to bring, like I said, you have to bring his attitude, his enthusiasm, his pace, because he has a very fast-paced way of talking. 
uh, Eddie Murphy does. So, you know, he, a lot of times you, you talk so fast, you, you can hardly understand what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? But uh, and, and he's kind of slowed down considerably, but you take a character like Donkey, who is like Mushu on crack, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, Mushu is, Mushu is cool. Donkey's just a fool. You know what I'm saying? So that's the difference between those two characters. Um, you know, uh, Mushu is a little devious. Donkey is innocent and naive, you know. So, um, you know, in particular, in, in the second Mulan movie, when they did the direct sequel, Mushu is actually the bad guy of the movie, if you think about it, because he's the guy that's, like, trying to break, um, you know, break everybody up and get everybody together, and he's manipulating everybody. And um, so, yeah, there's, uh, there's a little bit of, of me in there, but it's mostly Eddie Murphy through me, if that makes any sense at all. In bringing that character to life, too, like you said, he is, you know, kind of devious and whatnot and, uh, you know, the villain at times, uh, you know, in voicing him in so many different aspects as well, like House of Mouse and whatnot. Um, are there any one Mushu moments that is truly your favorite? Hmm. There was, um, I had some fun with the, uh, with the script. Um, they flew me to New York, and I always remember it was, it was a month before 9-11, and I was in New York for a week, and um, and I was recording, and, um, and they, you know, and they let you ad-lib. In fact, they want you to ad-lib, so um, I had a bunch of ad-libs, some of which they used, some of which they didn't. Some were sort of like pop culture references, so they could, they didn't feel like they could use them because it wouldn't fit the tone and the and the timing. For example, there was one part where I said... To, to Cricky, Ramushu says to Cricky, uh, a line that I ad-libbed, I said, um, uh, we're like Crouching Cricket, Hidden Dragon, which was a reference to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the, the movie. And, uh, and they didn't use that one, but one they did use, and it was my favorite, because it was, it was a line I ad-libbed. Um, there's a, the scene where Mushu finds out Mulan's getting married, and he gets all excited, and he's going to plan the wedding, and the wedding has to have a theme and so at the end of this, like, rant where, where Mushu is getting all excited, I ad-libbed, Cricky, to the fabric store! And um, it got a laugh in the room, and, uh, and they wound up and they left that in. So that was probably one of my favorite moments because it was something where I went off the page, you know? Definitely. You know, and like you said, you know, ad-libbing and kind of bringing that, you know, personality to life, that kind of comes back up to your stand-up comedy and whatnot. You know, how different is it, uh, you know, besides being in front of an audience of people, you know, doing stand-up comedy, then voice work, and do you love the instant reaction from, you know, being on stage and just seeing people laughing instantly instead of waiting until you uh, catch reactions in in a theater? I, yeah, and, you know, and I always tell um, young people that want to get into the business, I always say one, one thing that you do will feed another thing that you do and will benefit another thing that you do. And there's always cross benefits. Like I say, do theater because doing theater is going to help you be a better voiceover actor. Uh, do take improv classes because improv classes will help you be a better voice actor. Um, improv classes will also help you to be a better stand-up comic because you've got to be able to improvise sometimes. So um, stand-up comedy does benefit uh, the voice actor greatly. Um, I mean, not only is it a great outlet for, you know, feeding your ego, for, for lack of a, of, a, of a more tactful way of putting it, because there is nothing like 
being on stage and making people laugh. It's just, it's, I always say it's better than any drug you could ever take. It's just awesome, you know. So, but, yeah, um, uh, stand-up comedy definitely benefits you as an actor and vice versa. Um, you know, we look at so much of what Hollywood does today, and you see there are very there are a great number of directors that love to work with the same actors over and over again. And you see these collections of actors, these groups of actors that are always working together. And the reason why that is is because they are all ad-libbing a lot, and they know each other, and they're comfortable with that. And you'll get hired again and again as a voice actor for animation if you can ad-lib, because that's what they really like. Because if you think about it, when you draw, when, when an artist uh, draws a character for a studio, they kind of start out with a thumbnail, and they begin to sort of, like, flesh it out. But they really do rely on the actor to come in and say, this is how this character would sound when they're laughing. Um, this is maybe a one-word crutch that this character might have. For example, you take the character of Mater from Cars, and I haven't done any sound alike for Mater because uh, because Larry the Cable Guy just does all of his own stuff. He's amazing. But the character of Mater, when, you know, when Larry the Cable Guy came to do that character, he brought all of his little eccentricities of his character that he had created to the character of Mater. So when you have, you have him saying things like, um, Know what I mean? And, uh, she, you know, things like that, you know, that, that are Larry the Cable Guy sort of like little bits and pieces that really add to that. And so that's what you try to bring when you, when you do a character. And, and like I said, all of being able to ad lib and be, be, uh, um, be able to work off the script, it, it really benefits you. Definitely. You know, and like you said, everything kind of plays off each other and you kind of be able to ab lib and you know, really that brings the realism to the many of the characters and it brings all that kind of things to life and really adds those memories for everybody as well. Now, in going through your career, you've, been, you've touched base upon so many different things. I mean, so many different voice roles and whatnot from video games and movies and whatnot. Now, when doing a video game, uh, I guess how different is it to get in there and kind of pull off these characters, especially, you know, for some that are, you know, big video games that everybody loves like Star Wars, The Old Republic and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And um, for me, a real challenge was when I um, I did a video game as Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I did the, one of the Terminator video games. And they cast um, when they cast it, they were looking for somebody whose impression of Arnold they could put up next to Arnold. Because if there's uh, the video game that I did, if you play the game, there are moments in the game, because Arnold had done the one previous. He had lent his own voice to it. So there are moments in the game where they took a line from the first game, and then you hear immediately after that, my uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the two had to really match. And so they looked for an actor that could do kind of a more grounded-in-reality Arnold Schwarzenegger rather than a parody, which is what a lot of people do. But the thing about Arnold is that, uh, you know, I really started to study him when he ran for the governor of the state of California. So I would listen to him all, I would listen to entire speeches as Arnold, and I would listen to all of this and really study the voice and really trying to get it more realistic and sounding fantastic and all of this. And so this is what you hear when you listen to these, uh, the video games and all of this. And I'll tell you another uh, quick story about Arnold Schwarzenegger and something that most Americans would never see. Um, 
when they did the Simpsons movie, again, they wanted to find, because in the Simpsons movie, the president is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they wanted to find somebody that could do it realistically. Now, Harry Shearer, who's in the cast of the Simpsons, had done his, uh, his um, Wolfgang Rainier character, which is kind of the standard parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger that most people do, where it's like, this is what I sound like, this is, you know, this is my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, you know, kind of like that. So, but the producers of the film said, we want to see if we can find somebody can, can, can do Arnold, like, really well. Well, they, so they brought me in, I recorded all of the, the dialogue for, the, for Arnold's character in, in the Simpsons movie. In the end, they wound up not using it in the United States, but if you ever watch the overseas English DVD of the Simpsons movie, you'll hear my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, I've never actually even seen it because I don't, I don't get over to uh, England very much. Well, you know, and with that too, you know, wanting to go a little more cartoony with that and doing all the impressions and whatnot. Now, going way back in your career for, you know, some of us that may recall some of these, and that is, of course, creating Ronnie's rap, um, you know, which kind of became a, a, yeah, it kind of became a little bit of a hit back in 86. How did that come about for everybody that remembers this? Well, um, I was, you know, of course, um, I was doing a Ronald Reagan impression, and um, I had originally done that as just a little song parody on a morning show that I was doing, and um, and some local record producers heard it on my show, and they said, we'd like to put that out as a record. We think that would be, you know, you know, could get other stations around the country to play it. I said, okay. So they did, and, and uh, you know, it did all right. It um it got played in the clubs a lot, believe it or not. <laughs> People were dancing to that. Does it ever strike you as how odd it is, the things that get played in clubs, and you're like, really, this is what they're dancing to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I guess, coming full circle, too, you know, with so many different things you touch base upon, um, you know, and looking back at, you know, all the voice work and comedy and music and you name it at all the different uh, aspects that you've done and coming full circle, does it ever catch you off guard when you're, you know, walking around and you see somebody wearing a character that you voiced, um, you know, whether it's their apparel or clothing and you're like, wow, they really love this character. And um, does it ever just strike you as, wow, all right, I'm part of this? Yeah, and, you know, and I still fill up with pride. It's just, it's, to me, again, I go back to my love of Walt Disney my entire life and just wanting to uh, ever be associated with, with his name and getting to do that. And every time I get to do Mushu, I just, it's, it's, I just have a blast and I say, how lucky am I to be able to do this? You know, um, we, we don't have it in uh, California anymore, but when I would go to um, California Adventure here and go into the, uh, the you know, the Mushu um, attraction that they had there for years, um, I always loved that. And it was, it's fun to sit in the room and, um, you know, and, and, and watch the audience reacting to it. It's a really fun thing. I think they still, do they still have it in Orlando? Uh, he's still parts of many aspects of Orlando, yes. Okay, because I was going to say, because I know that they replaced it a couple of years ago out here in California, but I didn't know if they still had the Mushu thing where he's interacting with the live narrator. They still had it in Orlando. But um, just just a lot of fun to go sit and watch that and to know that, 
most pe- most of the people in the room would never even think, hmm, that doesn't sound like Eddie Murphy. They just assume that it is, you know. So that's kind of cool. Definitely. Well, I guess, you know, with with wrapping up here and so many different things from your career and looking back and uh, I guess, you know, everybody else that has, you know, they enjoy all of your characters that you're bringing to life. Um, is there anything you'd like to leave out there for any of your fans who have caught your stand up comedy, who love the characters you've helped bring to life or anyone that's just aspiring to be a voice actor? Is there any final words from Mark that you'd like to leave out there? Well, I, I, I a lot of times young people will reach out and they'll say, how do I get started? You know, I want to, I want, should I move to LA? Should I move to New York? You know, and they're, and they're like, meanwhile, they're like 14, 15 years old. And, you know, and that's fine. If you, if you've got a family that says, oh, you want to be an actor? Yes, we'll go, we'll, we'll move to LA. But if you can't do that, and I always tell people, do what you can where you are now, because every experience that you get will be useful later on. And it's a, it is, it is the beginning of the road of pursuing your dream. So every kid out there that wants to be a voiceover actor or that wants to be a stand-up comic or that wants to be an actor in film and television, but you're in a little small town, go do your local theater. Trust me, you're going to build a foundation for what you want to do later on when you do, you know, graduate from high school and say, okay, mom, dad, I'm going to head out to LA now. I'm going to head out to New York and really pursue my dream. You'll have that foundation already. Every experience is valuable, whether, and even if it's one where it's, you feel like you failed because you're going to learn from that, grow from that. Um, being in a bad play is rewarding because you're going to say, okay, I know never to do this, this, and this again. So I always say, do what you can where you are. Go to your local radio station and say, hey, can I, you know, can I get on the air overnight on the weekend um, if you're in a small town? Do it. Do what you can where you are until you can get where you want to be. Definitely sound words of advice for anybody out there looking to break up into it. And also, you know, yourself, you know, been very fruitful. So thank you once again, Mark, for stopping in, chatting with us, you know, going through all these different characters and voice roles and stand-up comedy that you've done. And I'm sure we're going to be hearing your voice and, uh, you know, seeing you around for years to come. So thanks once again for stopping in. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Let's do it. Thank you. 
and the big kidder don't mess with me. I'm the baddest rapper this side of DC. With my best girl Nancy has my spouse. Rapping to you from that big white house. Let's scratch. Ba 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 bunshin, bunshin, bunshin. Ba 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 bunshin. Big time for bunshin. Hey, I'm on it. We 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 will. Well, I get up in the morning and I have some toast. Then Nancy and I take a ride up the coast. I'll sign a bill, then take a nap. This is what I call my presidential rap. Push, push in the George Bush. Let's do it. Push, push in the George Bush. Yeah, yeah, yes. And the big giver don't mess with me. I'm the baddest rapper this side of D.C. With my best girl Nancy as my spouse, rapping to you from that big white house. Push, 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 push in the George Bush. Yeah. Tip, 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 tip. The current administration's socio-economical and political policies are in direct cohesion with that which has been facilitated. In other words, yes. Yeah, that's the ticket. Awesome. Well, I do and say just what I want, and with Congress, I always win. So you better let me break and you better let me rap or in '88 I'll run again. Am I still on? Okay. And the big giver don't mess with me. I'm the baddest rapper this side of D.C. with my best girl Nancy as my spouse, rapping to you from that big white house. <laughs> Your dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that piece. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah, and I'd like to welcome you to the magic of Disney animation. Today, we're going to give you a behind the scenes look into how we make some of that magic. And then some of you might make a little magic of your own in one of our drawing classes or get to meet some of our characters. Speaking of which, I'm here to tell you about how we create those animated characters. You know, it seems like everyone has their own favorite Disney animated character. I know I do. And with over a thousand of them, there's lots to choose from. But for this show, we really only need to pick one. So, let's see. How about this little lizard? Dragon. Dragon. Not lizard. I don't do that tongue thing. <laughs> Characters go through lots of changes before we meet them. Like this guy. When Disney artists first started thinking about Mulan, Mishu wasn't Mishu. In fact, he wasn't even a dragon. They first Hold it! Hold it! What do you mean I wasn't a dragon? Can you believe this? See, I'm a 100% grade A dragon! See, what's the... Well, Mushu, when Disney artists first started thinking about a psychic from Mulan, you were absolutely nothing like you are now. Excuse me, who are you? I'm Sarah. And who are they? The what happened to China? You knocked it over. Anyway, Mushu, I'm the latest to tell you that out of all the Disney characters... You I'm... saying I may already be a winner? No, so I'm saying I've chosen you to show everyone where Disney characters come from. I know where I came from. That's easy. All right. When a mama dragon and a papa dragon love each other, really not what I meant. Maybe I should have chosen Timon. I heard that. Mushu, you're lucky to even be here today. Yeah, right. That's true, folks. Not every character makes it to the final film. Like in the movie Pocahontas, she originally had three sidekicks. They were a raccoon, a hummingbird, and a turkey. 
say what? Well, you decided to choose company and three of the crowd, so they drop the rector. A hummingbird and a turkey? I don't even see that working for a sitcom. <laughs> hey, hey, don't crowd me, poultry. Hi, I'm Christine Lakin from The Walking Dead video game and Family Guy and Step by Step, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Bonjour D Heads, Paige here with an all new magical music review. This week we continue our look at four of the Legacy Collection releases from Walt Disney Records this year. I told you last week we'd be off to Paris, and here we go. We are looking at the Legacy Collection, The Aristocats. Now, you might recall that back in February we were looking at The Aristocats, but previously we had very limited amount of material to dig into. This week I have a piece of score, a demo track, and the full version of one of our songs from earlier this year. The 1970 film score was composed by Disney veteran George Bruns and songs by the Sherman Brothers, Floyd Huddleston, Al Ranker, and Terry Gilkson. Celebrating its 45th anniversary this year, let's head back to Paris for a trip into the legacy collection, The Aristocats. What is one of the key elements to this story? The family is catnapped. Edgar the butler steals away Duchess and her kittens and drives out to the countryside. Much to his dismay, he has a run-in with Napoleon and Lafayette, two dogs who wakes up with the sound of his motorcycle and presents a fun challenge for chasing him down. Two Dogs in a Cycle is the piece of score that backs this scene. Now, a lot of George Bruns music has similar sound to it. His work is very recognizable. No doubt certain sections of this piece will sound reminiscent of Robin Hood, The Jungle Book, and 101 Dalmatians. We begin with a high and low brass intro leading into the rest of the orchestra. The most prominent instruments throughout the piece are the brass and percussion. With a high energy symbolizing the chase happening at this point in time in the film, it trucks along, never slowing up. Even when the dynamics lower, the pace does not slack. Thank you. 
The Sherman Brothers were still at the studio when the Aristocats was in production. Bringing their special charm to the soundtrack, we have the songs The Aristocats and Scales and Arpeggios that have become classics in the Disney songbook. But, like all musical films, we have songs that were left on the cutting room floor. Here we have Dick and Bob both singing the demo tape to his deleted song, How Much You Mean To Me, Court Me Slowly. The song was originally intended for Edgar and a maid named Elvira, who was to have been Edgar's co-conspirator in the plan to be rid of the cats permanently. Edgar, whose part is sung by Dick, is not above shadiness and he thinly masks his love for her share of the hoped-of inheritance. Elvira, whose part in the beginning is sung by Dick, with Bob coming in near the end, is simply a smitten girl interested in being wooed. Would this song have moved the film along? Probably not, but what a treasure to have a song performed together by the Sherman Brothers. Do you know how much, how very, very much you mean to me? Do you know how rich, how very, very rich our lives could be? I value you, I prize you, and that is why I choose you. I alone know what you're worth, my dear. I'd die if I would lose you. If you knew the wealth, the merry, merry wealth of joys that wait on this very day, this very, very day you set the date. Let us not delay, I pray. Let us marry right away. Oh, how much, how much, how very, very much you mean to me. Court me slowly, send me pretty flowers. I need time for plans and bridal showers. Invitations must be engraved. Preparations must be made by me, Bon Bon. Take me dinner dancing, write me poems, do your sweet romancing, whisper nothing in my ear. Coax me, cork me slowly, dear. Do you know how much, how very, very much you mean me pretty to me? Flowers. Do you know how I rich, how very, very rich our lives could be? I value you, I prize you, and that is why I choose. I alone know what you're worth, my dear. I die if I would know you. If you do the well, the very, very wealth of joy, that wealth this very, very day you said your sweet Let us not delay our pray. Let us lie right away. Let us not waste time. I want to make you mine right now, my dear. Let us not waste time. I want to make you mine right now, my dear. And now we're nearing the end of our time together, so why not wrap up with a song from our previous look at this film? Everybody Wants to Be a Cat is a fun, jazzy song sung by Phil Harris, Scatman Carruthers, Thrill Ravenscroft, Vito Scotti, and Paul Winchell. Liz English, the voice of Marie, also has a short role in the song. Now previously, I had never come across a soundtrack release of the whole song from the film in which Robbie Lester, the singing voice of Duchess, has a feature. But thanks to the Legacy Collection, I now have it to share with you. Duchess has a part solo, part duet feature in the middle of the song. Interrupting the loud, jazzy, high-energy mood the song has had to this point, we have a beautiful little ballad section. We introduce a harp leading into the beginning of Duchess's entrance. Robbie is joined by Phil Harris in this section, with a short line by Scatman Carruthers. The harp is joined by a solo piano and a solo trumpet, bringing in a sweet, soft, and calm section to the song. 
a big change from the high energy that surrounds the beginning and the ending of this song. As a quick recap from last time, Harris and Carruthers take lead in the vocals, with the other vocalists coming in on the chorus near the end of the number. Instrumentation-wise, for the beginning and end of the song, we have percussion, a low string, and clarinet in the beginning, accordion joining in later, along with the prominent trumpet feature signifying the final run of the chorus. Well, little lady, let me elucidate here. Everybody wants to be a cat, because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Tell me everybody's picking up on that feline beat. Everything else is obsolete. A square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born. Every time he plays. But with a square in the act, you can set music back. Do the game and I've heard some carny birds who tried to sing. Still, a cat's the only cat. Who knows how to swing? Who wants to dick long head kick stuff like that? When everybody wants to be a cat, a square with a horn makes you wish you weren't born. Every time he plays, oh, a rinky tinky tinky with a square in the act, you can set music back to the caveman days. Oh, a rinky tinky tinky. Yes, everybody wants to be a cat. Because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. When playing jazz, you always has a welcome mat. Cause everybody digs a swinging cat. Modulate and wait for me. I'll take a few and lives in pretty soon. The other cats will all commence congregating on the fence beneath the alley's only light. Where every note is out of sight. 
always, our time must end. I hope you've enjoyed our second week looking at the Legacy Collection releases from this year. I'll see you next time when we journey back to Virginia. For those of you who are around in June, you can probably guess what we're looking at. As always, you can connect with me on the D-Wire discussion page on Facebook or at page at DizRadio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at DizRadio.com. Until next time, Aloha, Alvira Zane, Bonsoir, Sarah Nora, and all those goodbyes, D-Heads. See ya! Hey, I'm Jen at Disney Sport Wilderness Resort and Campground. Welcome to Pioneer Hall. Behind these doors is the Hoop to Do Musical Review, which is celebrating 40 years of entertaining and feeding guests. The Pioneer Hall players have just come in by stagecoach to entertain all you fine folks with Wild West singing, dancing, and comedy. And they've been doing it for 40 years now. The Hoop to Do Musical Review opened right here in 1974 with Claire DeLune and Johnny Ringo, Six Bits Slocum and Dolly Drew, and Flora Long and Jim Handy. I'm here with some of the current cast members. So tell me what you love about being a part of the show. I think it's the legacy of it. I love that um, being a part of something that's been around as long as Hoopty Doo, uh, as long as running show on property. My favorite part is the audience, being able to interact with them, and, and they just have so much fun. I love that the show, it changes every night. We never know what's going to happen. And with every new audience, the show is just a living and breathing thing, and that's, it's just so exciting. Let's see. The Hoop to Do review is dinner theater. So while they're all singing and dancing, the audience enjoys fried chicken, barbecue ribs, and more. The cast sometimes perform three times a night. A big part of what makes Hoop to Do review so memorable for so many is the guest interaction, getting out in the audience, and getting the audience up on stage. How can I thank you for all you have done? For nothing, ma'am, that's what us legends do. It's a kind of humor that's never going to go away. It's kind of like slapstick comedy mixed with improv, mixed with vaudevillian humor. You know, people love all the kinds of jokes. They're classic. Okay, any more than bad bear jokes, and you're going to end up just like one of your relatives. <laughs> Mama! Dave, how could you do this to my next so many families, it's, it is a part of their Disney, their Disney experience and their Disney tradition and we, we get to meet so many families and get to hear their stories of how they, you know, parents used to come when they were kids and now that they're adults and have families of their own, they're bringing their kids back to the show to experience it. You know, it's, it's such a, a legacy and it's such a part of Disney history and it's really exciting to be a part of and I hope it stays around for a long time. <laughs> D-Heads, and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker, and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney Company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. Hey D-Heads, as the holidays are fast approaching, here's a great gift idea that you can buy for the whole family, or even for yourself. Disney Infinity is now available for the Apple TV. 
With the launch of the all-new Apple TV, you can enjoy the combination of a gaming console and an entertainment system. Apple TV has been upgraded to an all-new voice-active search with Siri, an exclusive Apple TV app store, and the ability to add third-party controllers. Apple TV represents an incredible opportunity for us to bring Disney Infinity to an all-new audience of players who may not have a gaming console in their household, said John Blackburn, SVP and GM of Disney Infinity. We're offering a complete Disney Infinity 3.0 experience on this device. It's optimized for the Apple TV, and we're already playing the all-new Disney experiences for the App Store. Disney Infinity 3.0 Edition Starter Pack, which will be including a web code for mobile and PC device, the Steel Series Nimbus Wireless Controller, Black Bluetooth Disney Infinity Base, where you put your all your characters from the Starter Pack from the 3.0, two Star Wars character game pieces from the Twilight of the Republic. It's now available at the Apple retail stores nationwide for $100. If you want to add that Apple TV to your gaming growing console, it will only cost you for $149. That's the fourth generation of the Apple TV, and will be now available for this holiday season. So what's your thoughts for this new gaming platform? The coolest thing about this new version of Apple TV, you can use all the previous generations, which is 1 and 2. All the characters from both series and all the power discs. Do you think you're going to be buying this for this holiday season? Or do you think you want to buy the other leading gaming systems like the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Xbox 360, or even the PC game? Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with all the Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. In Spain, you'll be living rent free. Every capital gain you'll share with me. From this village below, every cent we will drain, and our fortune will grow in our castle in Spain. Every mortgage and lease I will revalue eight And for you I'll increase Their interest rate You'll eat nothing but cake You'll drink naught but champagne You'll be in on the take In our castle in Spain
you must agree That it makes your head whirl To be marrying me You lucky girl You have caught me today In a generous vein Come now, what do you say To our castle in Disney Blues, Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun, lots of things on the horizon, and I want to extend that very special thank you once again to the one and only, the talented Mark Mosley for stopping in here this week here at the show. Mark, you have played a role in many people's lives, taking over that role of Mushu, Donkey, all your impersonations, and I clearly remember being 10 years old and listening to Rappin' Ronnie Reagan. So definitely classic. Thank you, Mark, and I know we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in the upcoming years. Thank you, Mark, once again for stopping in here at the show. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Nathan, Paige, and Randy, all for stopping in here this week and sharing their signature segments. Without the D-team, I say it every single week. There would be no show. It would be me rambling week in and week out, so thank you, the D-team. You definitely make the magic happen for all the D-heads. And finally, the most important, all of you, the D-heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we do this show, and we've been bringing it to you for the last five years. You are the reason we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, so thank you, the D-heads. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we have more guests, more fun on the horizon. So, before I let you go, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on the official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz, that's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which will help you find our quirky, fun, little magical show here at Disney On Demand. And remember, you can always subscribe and get the latest shows on your mobile device on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your tablet, your MP3 player, you name it, and get the shows as they happen, as they get released. And remember, you can find all of this right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, it has been a fun show. Next week for show number 126, we have somebody that you may know as an officer, somebody who's Brazilian, and a couple of other things. See if you can piece together all the little elements for next week's guest. So, until next week, all of you D-heads, remember, as I always say, slow down, take that time, enjoy the fall, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online, and have a fantastic weekend.
think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm a girl, a girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you'd think, sure, she's got everything. Gadgets and gizmos are plenty. I've got who's its and what's its galore. You want thing of a box? I've got twenty. But who cares? No big deal. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.